0: He shows up at this place and just try not to laugh at his sunglasses. I'm like, no one ever wore sunglasses like that in the history of anything. But I'm like, yeah, you're kind of selling it. I'm like, I kind of want a pair. Moon's out, guns out. You can do that when you have an eye patch. Chomping on gum and whitey
1: tighties and it's great. The First impression I got out of it was that I don't want to be watching it. Oh, there is again. Good for you. When Charlie Sheen is your only hope for the future, you're doomed. He's shirtless.
0: Way too much.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome to Movie Freaks, the only podcast on the net with more greasy dude chat than the Greasy Dude Podcast. I hope I just made that up. (laughs) Or do I? (laughs) I'm Eric Marner. And I'm Eugene Weaver. Oh, and it's about to get luby in here this evening, oh. ladies and gents. Just prepare yourselves.
0: Okay, so it's not the greasy strangler, but it's going to get greasy again, huh?
1: Yeah, it is. It is. It, it it's it's a lot of greased greasy dudes. And uh, we'll get into that in a minute. But uh, before we get into all of our heavy man on man action,
0: yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, uh, how's it going, sir? Good. It's going quite well. Uh, Good day today, my son's seventh birthday, so we had a good birthday for him, and off to bed, and he's got half of a big Lego set done, so Dad and him will finish it up tomorrow, and all is well in his little universe. Nice. I'll have to try and drop off some comic books for him this week, or mm.
1: as soon as I can. He always loves that. And you? I Yeah, not bad. I have a busy day at work, and I've got to get up and, like, I don't know. Well, by the time this podcast is done, I'll have to get up in five hours, because you have busy meetings at work tomorrow, but thank the Lord, it's Friday, mm-hmm. and the day is done, and uh, I did finish a new Artistic Endeavor this week. I recorded my first audiobook, and I will be bringing more details about that coming soon. It's not, uh, to be clear, I just did the recording, I produced it, recorded it, read it, but it was um, somebody else's novel. And he was very happy with the results and immediately shipped me two more books to work on. So I'm going to be busy, busy, busy. That's why there was no review up on the page from me today. Sorry I failed, Movie Freaks uh, Facebook page fans. But uh, you know what? You're out there creating art and just do as much as you can.
0: Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we're, we're married guys with kids and jobs and it, it's this is the side thing that's the yeah. fun stuff.
1: It was a lot of fun. I look forward to talking about it more once it's fully released. It's going to be out on Amazon, and I'll bring more details when it's uh, available.
0: Excellent. I'm very uh, I'm I'm proud and jealous at the same time. I would love to do something like that. That uh, I used to do uh, voiceover stuff, but it was for like promotional stuff for businesses. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, it's fun. As, but especially like, doing something where it's like an actual work of fiction and something cool like that.
1: It was a real unique experience, and it's a lot of fun trying to find sound effects and music and bits of stuff like that. And uh, it's challenging. It was, but it's still, it was. I had a lot of fun doing it, so I'm looking forward to doing more. Excellent. Oh, okay, drink- what are you drinking tonight? Uh, Canada House. Ooh, I veered mm. off for a little bit. Not really, mm. just. Because the local place doesn't have my usual, so.
0: Canada House versus Canadian Club. Ha ha. And how's that? Uh, It's fine. I mean, it's going (laughs) to, it's, it's, I'm going to kill the rest of this bottle tonight, so it's good. Yep. Cool. I'm going to be,
1: I'll, I'll, I'll have have a couple drinks, but I'm not going to go like gonzo tonight, hopefully, because I got to get up so early. And I never sleep well the night before a big meeting. Okay, anyway, nobody wants to hear about this boring shit of our normal lives, so let's talk about movies. And as usual, let's start with the roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try to find those gems in the rough. And once again, I had to pick a different movie. (laughs) Oh, what? Really? I did. I went to watch Slow West the next day. And it was no longer on the Free of Voodoo. Oh, wow. It got... It changed. So I dodged the Cody, Smith, McGee, whatever bomb and (laughs) went with the runner-up of what Eugene really wanted me to watch. Ah,
0: the Barbarians. The Barbarians. Garo Diodato. Awesome.
1: Mars Generation. There we go. But you are up first this week, sir. Tell us about the Mars Generation.
0: Okay, uh... As we've said before, when we pick documentaries, they're generally safe picks, and this is no exception. It was a safe pick and a very enjoyable movie. It is about uh teenage astronauts or well, teens going to space camp, NASA space camp, to uh pursue their careers as astronauts and just everything that in you know, encapsulates NASA. And uh what was cool about this documentary was it starts off with a bit of a history of NASA and it's like, it brings it kind of up to speed with interjecting uh, comments from these, from these kids. And then as it goes on, especially towards the end, then we get into what's really coming in the future or what they're hoping is coming in the future. And uh, it it was really an uplifting uh, documentary. It's not the greatest documentary, um, but it's still good. It was a bit long at an hour and 37 minutes. This felt like it could have been, uh, shaved back a bit, but it's still really good. And there's like, these are bright kids. And it's so cool to, it, at my age, especially to see like, our future isn't completely hopeless. There is still, uh, smart, intelligent people out there that want to better the planet and our country. And, uh, and especially towards the end, they really get into that. And they actually make reference to, um, I'm not gonna get too political here, but they make reference to the Obama years versus the Trump years that we are now. Uh, in for uh, hopefully a short period of time. And um, uh, they, they they tread carefully, but they also very much make it a point to say, you know, um, it is important that we keep on funding for uh, exploration of outer space and possibly uh, being able to walk on. I am on.
1: curious what they had to say about that, because I listened to a, a, a few science podcasts and that are from NASA people and from everything I've heard that Obama may have been more pro that, but he didn't give a lot of funding for it either. Hmm. I'm not saying anything about the current administration, but, uh, from what I've heard, the last couple of presidents, it's been a steady decline of NASA funding, which is a shame.
0: Yeah, that is, especially with what they're hopefully planning. And like, unlike that one documentary that I watched, um, where they, the build, old men driving around and stuff. Oh, no, not, not that one, but the, uh, <laughs> the one where they try to build a ladder or a, a ele- <laughs> yeah. elevator to space yeah. that was ridiculous. Um, this one here is legit. Like, I'm like, I can, what you're talking about here, I can see that. And especially with the tests, the testing that they're doing, I'm like, wow, that is, that is impressive. You should definitely check it out. It's, it's not a total gem in the rough, but it was a, a well spent hour and 37 minutes. I don't regret watching it. And it, it was a, I like documentaries that are, that can be positive and have a positive message. Unlike, you know, like Damnation, which was a fantastic documentary. It was very like heavy, like, wow, ugh, this is right. a hopeful of the future type thing. So it, thumbs up. You should check it out sometime.
1: I definitely will. It stays in the queue. Okay. Let's move on to less intelligent things. The Barbarians.
0: Excellent. Rogero from... Diodato.
1: I, I I know. I just wanted to mispronounce his name on purpose as oh. bad as possible. Rigodardo Dianero. De Perfect. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oof. And this is a canon film. In case oh, you didn't know. Oh,
0: even better! Wow.
1: Golan, Go, what is it? Golan Globus, whatever. Uh, so I got a little more hopeful when I saw their names come off. I was like, Oh, okay. I'm kind of in. And then the film began. Um, you know what? You might you You probably enjoy it i i, I kind of enjoyed it oh, sorry, getting ahead of myself. Two twin barbarians seek revenge for the from the warlord who massacred their tribe and captured them when they were small children. Unfortunately, that's the weakest part of this movie when they were small children because that is the first third of those of this movie. The big, bulky twin dudes don't show up till about forty five minutes in
0: oh, I think really
1: yeah, it's. All backstory and about circus people and these two orphans they found by the road and shit you don't care about and they get separated and the one was beaten up by a guy in a gold helmet constantly tortured and, and the other one was beat up by a guy in a black helmet and constantly tortured until they, they get it's ripping off Conan, they muscled up and grew up and years later then they went They were forced to face each other in the pit, uh, and one was wearing the gold helmet, one was wearing the black, so they fought each other. Excellent. And (laughs) and then the helmet, of course, predictably, one gets knocked off, and the other goes, oh, it's my twin brother, I've almost forgot about because I got tortured so much. And then they start to speak. (laughs) And this is where the film becomes amazing, because they sound like... (laughs) The kind of cliche thing you would find on an 80s beach weightlifting scene. Bro, it's you, bro. What's up? How's it going? All right, bro. Let's do this. Let's fight the bad <laughs> guys, bro. Uh, and real uh, California American accents. And it's instantly this becomes a comedy. <laughs> and. Everything with them when they're talking and doing things is hilarious and awesome. Unfortunately, that's only half the movie. And that's why I'm like, yeah, even for a canon, yeah. but you should give it a watch because it's at least funny for that kind of stuff. Just go and prepare. I, and boy, I, I almost feel like you should find a DVD because the transfer that I watched on YouTube was like sepia tone, yellow. Everything's gold and yellow. It looks okay. pretty shitty. They were constantly all greased up and misty. Oh, Every, every scene they walked into, they just walked right out of the mist tent. Oh, Because it was like, great. look at my glistening pecs. Just all
0: roided up, ready to go. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> and it was funny because the one brother was kind of an idiot, and the other one was the smart one. But then, oh, shenanigans. And then it turned into a canon movie. Shenanigans.
0: So was it, uh, was it like a hard R-rated type thing? No, or? no, no. I there was... I mean, maybe
1: it quickly became background material in the office. Mm, There were, there there were some boobies here and uh, flashed by here and there, but no, it wanted to be a a Conan movie. Okay. And it,
0: everything about this that you just described, I'm so in. I look
1: forward to your review, but uh, I'm good. I'm good on the barbarians.
0: (laughs) So it gets a middling, whatever. Yeah.
1: <laughs> if okay. it had just been the twins, though, for the bulk of the runtime, I probably would have given this a much bigger thumbs up because they were hilarious. And at one point, they like fight this dragon thing and they stab up into it and then climb up into it and then they're in this hallway of the dragon and guts and st- like it was so preposterous. Dude,
0: I, you're selling me. I'm like, yes, okay. Yeah, but it's, <laughs> there
1: is a lot of filler and slow talky. In between, or like, <laughs> eh. I I would like to talk to you about it when you've seen it. Did the they, they ever play vo- Did they ever play beach volleyball, or did that not happen? <laughs> uh, no, this movie was less gay than Top Gun. Okay.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Moving on now. Moving on. <laughs> That's great. Okay, oh. next round. Okay, so uh, your roulette is uh, th- actually three movies on. Uh, On uh, Netflix, first up is The Place Beyond the Pines. Uh, This is the one with Ryan Gosling, Bradley Cooper, Eva Mendes, and Ray Liotta. Motorcycle stunt rider turns to robbing banks as a way to provide for his lover and their newborn child, Decision that puts him on a collision course with an ambitious rookie cop navigating the apartment ruled by a corrupt detective. Let me guess. The corrupt detective is probably going to be Ray, Liotta. Ray Liotta. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Uh, it got good reviews. It looks good. It is 2 hours and 20 minutes. Uh, but having said that, I'm guessing that's probably going to be a pretty good movie. Um, next up, uh, the reason I put, picked this one is uh, we actually had this at our theater. I did not have a chance to screen this one, but... Uh, the feedback that we got was uh, really good on this and it's a true story. Um, well, let me just find it here. Christine. Uh, the movie's called Christine. and ah, come on. Bear with me here. Um, of course, I'm, on, I'm on IMDB and so uh, there it is. okay it's, uh, okay, it's two hours long but uh, it is about um, it's a true story about Christine. Chubbuck, a 1970s TV reporter struggling with depression and professional frustrations as she tries to advance her career. And I believe that this was a Sarasota uh, TV reporter as well. So I kind of thought that was interesting because I used to live in Sarasota, Florida. So, right. um, it, it seems to be pretty heavy stuff, but, uh, it, I think that that would be a very good movie. Um, and last but not least is Land Part 2. And, um, I watched the first Steakland. Um, and I believe
1: you hated it.
0: Yeah, I think I did, didn't I? And that's why I didn't watch it. <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the second one might be good. Oh, I,
1: I see your trap. Your tricksy
0: trap. Here's
1: two long-ass serious movies. And Steakland too.
0: That's relatively uh, something. Um <laughs> Bastard. Um, uh, amazing here. I'm on IMDb and I absolutely, for the life of me, can't find it. I'm like, is that, is that a good thing? Um, uh, okay. Land 2. Stake Land 2 is... Uh, oh, I'm sorry. That's because it goes as the Stake Lander on IMDb. It's the Stake Lander. It's only an hour and 21 minutes. Um, <laughs> when his bastard. home of New Eden is destroyed by a revitalized brotherhood and its new vamp leader... Martin finds himself alone in the Badlands of America with only the distant memory of his mentor and legendary vampire hunter, uh, Mister, to guide him. And whatever. There you go.
1: Tell me more about the. Is the first Stake Land still on Netflix? Uh,
0: I think it is. Uh, let me just see here.
1: And remind me why you didn't like that movie.
0: Um, Stakeland. Um, there it is. It's actually directed by. A, I actually like the director of uh, of the first one. I um, it felt it felt Netflixy to me. It got it in the horror community. It got big thumbs ups, and I'm I like, feel All like right. it,
1: it was mixed from the people I've talked to. It's it. Some people love it. and Everybody else hates it. At yeah. like fifty fifty.
0: 50 So yeah. I can't
1: get a feel for what this is. Ah. And, and,
0: and, I watched it once when it came out. I mean, this was years ago now, and I it just felt ambitiously uh, independent film that it just didn't uh it didn't click with me i like Kelly, was it boring was there action yeah uh, it was it's a bit long i remember oh i'm looking here kellen McG- mcgillis is in the first state okay Land. i'm
1: not taking Stakeland too um <laughs> and Uh-oh. for you we got viral two quick-witted teen sisters find themselves trapped at home when parasitic worms plague their sleepy town and threaten to take over their bodies that is your netflix horror pick of the week Next up is a Netflix original called Mindhorn. I didn't watch the trailer for any of these, but this sounded intriguing, and it's a Netflix original, so... It was, uh, so far, a good track record. When a twisted killer tells the police he'll only speak to a fictional 1980s TV detective, <laughs> the washed-up actor who played him takes the gig. That sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. And lastly, I retossed the package uh, up there from Voodoo. Army stuff, Gene Hackman, Joan Cassidy, Joanna Cassidy, Tommy Lee Jones. Because I figure that's probably going to at least be a safe pick. So, you get to go first. Okay.
0: Um, you've thrown some good movies my way. I did a little research, and, uh, I found out that that, what was the first one called again? Viral. Viral. That is directed by the, uh, the guys that made Catfish, which I quite enjoyed. Remember that's that movie? Yeah, I do, but Hmm. Yeah, and uh, they made Paranormal Activity 3 and 4 which, and uh, for what it's worth, I liked those movies, too. Have you seen uh, a movie called Nerve with uh, Emma Roberts and No, I haven't, but why? What's Because they directed that one, too, and I have not seen that one. That would explain why Machine Gun Kelly is in viral.
1: Do you know who that is? uh, Yes, I do, yes. And I
0: I looked at the cast, too, and I'm like, oh, and this has got a... Like, this has name actors in it as well, so... Um, and especially Michael Kelly, Michael Kelly. I like Michael Kelly, by the way. He was the, uh, hillbilly type, uh, security guard in 2004 with Dawn of the Dead, which was like, he was like my favorite character in that entire movie.
1: Oh boy. I haven't watched that in a while. I don't remember.
0: Hmm. He's, he's, maybe the, you can add
1: him to the next segment. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's
0: kind of, he's the prick. And then in the end, he kind of becomes kind of a badass. He was awesome.
1: Oh yeah. Awesome. Okay. I think
0: I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Um and I'm like, you know, there's everything about this and it's a Blumhouse production. I'm I'm basically I'm selling myself on this movie by the way. So uh-huh. viral viral it is, of course. Uh, Why not? Take your medicine. The take only it. the only, my my big drawback is teen sisters or whatever. I'm like, oh geez. But but Blumhouse and the, the Blumhouse actress- is a negative to me.
1: Where, where, but those directors and Machine Gun Kelly, that's where I'm like, okay.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see. Uh, it, for at at the very least it's probably going to be fairly well polished uh but we shall see
1: and i'm going to take the place beyond uh beyond the pines because I, it's fucking long but um yeah, yeah one of my buddies wanted me to watch it he really liked it quite a bit and a lot of name actors i think that's the safest pick it was a trap at the runtime, but uh whatever i'll dive last <laughs> you desperately that's wanted me to take stake land too but i'm not going to you can mm-hmm. have that one
0: Damn it. And I have a feeling you, you might throw that my way sometime, and I'll probably watch it. No, I probably won't.
1: Because, <sighs>
0: well, I haven't seen the first one. You said it was shit. Why would I give you... Why,
1: why would I throw you a sequel? Uh, uh, we'll see. Yeah. Did you find out if, if the first one is still on Netflix?
0: Um, If it yes, is, it is. I'll, okay, it is. I'll, I'll... Maybe I'll... Coming soon, I'll try and watch that. I mean, seriously, you might like it. It's, it's not the worst thing. I just remember... Some of the reviews were like, oh, this is pretty good. And I watched it. I'm like, "Ah, oh, this feels like they're trying too hard. And oh, I saw
1: some reviews that were raving about it, like raving like this yeah. is awesome and great. And
0: so it may have been one that I watched, on, whatever, it, while I was working out or whatever. I, I, I don't remember. It literally was a long time ago. So,
1: yeah, that was a couple of years ago, I think. Yeah. Alright. Okay, there you have it. Next week on The Roulette will be the place beyond the pines, up against Viral. Are you ready to move on, sir? Let's move on. To the wheel of cinema, because we have not been able to find a more creative, interesting name for it. And this is where (laughs) (laughs) we fill in the blanks of when I think of blank actor, I think of blank movie. And in honor of his passing in the last uh, week or so, and you get to go first, so I'm going to throw this to you first. Okay. The first actor is going to be Powers Booth. And we'll, I, I, we kind of developed this game naturally. We'll just play it till we come full circle in a way. Okay. At least so far it's worked that way. Yeah. And we'll see if we can work it that way tonight. But yes, Powers Booth is going to be uh, the first entry. Everyone out there, please play along with us. Go on our Facebook page and tell us your answers to these. When I say Powers Booth, what movie do you instantly think of?
0: Yeah uh, for me immediately I think of Tombstone immediately interesting. Uh, yeah runner-up would be Southern Comfort uh, but uh, which is a great movie by the way but Tombstone I would say that he steals the show but he does every every single actor it seems in that movie steals the show with uh, every like they all have like moments to shine but uh, Powers Booth was great in that movie.
1: I don't disagree. And remember your pick. You generally want to go look at the cast list and go from there to pick the next one. Um, I'm, I want to be very clear here when it comes to Powers Booth. I think he's one of, one of the best character actors I've known in my life. I love him. He's fantastic. I want to be very clear. I'm not being cute with my answer here because I'm, this is an oddball thing. And the reason that I am picking this movie, this is the first one I snapped to. As per the game rules, I blind bought this VHS movie. And the reason I blind bought it was because of the main actor in this one, as usual, uh, Powers is the side actor. He would probably, I think he was second build. But I thought it was fascinating. I bought it because of the main actor. And then I'm like, oh, why is this, what is interesting, curious, weird name, Powers Booth. Yeah. And the more I watch this movie, the more I really like it. I really think it has a place in 90s action cinema, and that is the Brandon Lee starring action movie, Rapid Fire. It's kind of a generic 90s action thing, but it's one of the few movies that Brandon Lee
0: made before his death. Was it Dolph Lundgren? No. Was he in that? Or was that Showdown in the That was Showdown in the you were thinking of. Okay. I don't think I've seen Rapid Fire.
1: I really like this movie. It's good. And I think I still have the VHS. I was going to go down and dig it out today, but I was too busy between work and kids and shit. Uh, so I didn't get to. But you get to see Brandon Lee, like, really displaying his Bruce Lee talent. And it's just a... I can't describe it any other way than a, a through-and-through 90s cop thriller movie. And it's... Uh, oh, shit. Hmm. I want to say hard R, but I don't know that it was that gory or anything. It's just there's lots of language, and they shoot a lot of people, and some nudity,
0: and it's great. I I, I dig it. Awesome. Excellent. No, w- oh, let me guess. He was a bad guy? Who? Powers Booth? No, he was the detective cop. Like, oh! Like, Brandon oh. Lee
1: was there to go get revenge. Oh, I can't remember. It's been so long. He was going to get revenge, I think, somebody died. Oh, he witnessed a killing. And he's caught between feuding drug lords. And then there's this detective powers booth who is going to come in and point his fingers in his chest and tell him, don't know vigilante bullshit. And, uh, you know, how it goes. And in the end, I think they might team up together. And and then, like, it has a plethora of those character actors from that time, like... uh, Oh, I mean, if I say their names, you won't even know who I'm talking about. But if you saw their pictures, you'd be like, "Oh, of course, that guy. He's every Asian bad guy." Al Al Leong, who was in Die Hard, you would recognize mm-hmm. him the second you saw him. He was in Die Hard. He, um, oh, I think he was in Once Upon a Time, in, or not Once Upon a Time. No, what is the name of that movie? Damn it! Show uh, Showdown in Little no, Tokyo. That's that Dolph Lundgren thing again. <laughs> the the one with the uh, <laughs> Big somewhere. Trouble in Little China? There you China? go, Big Trouble in yeah. China. You would recognize him the second you saw him. He'd be a great okay. for this game, actually. But anyway, it's just one of those movies that's just chock full, chock full of those character actors. Awesome. Uh, over wow. to you. Next round. Keep it moving. We gotta go. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so I'm going off of... Uh... I guess you're going off Tombstone. Pick a. Okay. actor and... Okay, well, I'm gonna just go with the first person I think of... Uh when I think of that movie, and that is Val Kilmer. Damn
1: it. Do I have to say who I thought of first? Go for it. Batman. The first thing that popped in my head was Batman Forever. That sucks. The second thing was Heat.
0: Wow, that is so not what I would think of. I, <laughs>
1: hey, it's this is the way
0: the game is played.
1: Man. I know. Yep. The first thing I thought of was him with that stupid shit eating grin when after he kissed Nicole Kidman in that bat suit. Ugh.
0: I have not seen that movie since the VHS days. Is is there still good stuff in that movie? Or if you watch those movies as much
1: as I have, then I could make the argument that. Batman Forever is the best of the first four Batman movies.
0: That was before uh, Joel Schumacher completely went.
1: Well, he did that one too. That that was Joel Schumacher.
0: Yeah, yeah. but before he did, uh, yeah, yeah, I know, he did this wrong. one. But... Yeah,
1: that, and yeah. it also contains the dumbest Batman moment of all time, where he drives the car up the building. Oh, really? That's in Batman Forever.
0: Wow, I so don't remember this movie. I I remember uh uh Robin is in this one and Jim Carrey is the Joker and which
1: uh, no, the Riddler. Oh, the he, Riddler, the Riddler. No, but he was right.
0: acting like the Joker more than the Riddler. <laughs> yeah, it's like okay. Uh, that was a huge hit when that thing came out. That was like that was it. I'm like, "Wow." Yeah. But yeah, okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> And for you, Val Kilmer. Oh, here we go again. I know. I know what you're going to say. I think.
0: Yeah. I do. I even need to. I mean, yeah. Shirtless volleyball. Oh. There you go. Yet I mean, another immediately Top, Top, Top Gun, Gun episode.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, Top Gun is one of my favorite movies. Well, clearly
1: this is my fault because I started off the show by saying it's going to be a greasy dude episode, so it's got to be just and it is Top yes. Gun in and out.
0: Oh, and Val Kilmer with his perfect teeth and Top Gun, chomping on his gum in the bathroom with. Tom Cruise with his perfect teeth and (laughs) chomping on gum and whitey tighties and it's great
1: oh wow okay so I gotta pick something from Batman Forever or Top Gun no I don't (laughs) I'm gonna try and you know I like to flip through here and try to find somebody a little lesser known so you have to actually like hesitate and go find something Oh my God! This might be the shortest round ever. I found a guy that was in Rapid Fire. <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. I'm not gonna pick him because th- that would be. This would be over too quick. <laughs> John Favreau had a ca- uh, cameo in that movie, by the way. In Oh really? Bad wow. Yep. Okay, I'm getting too too lost. I gotta speed it up. Okay, we'll go the opposite way. Nicole Kidman.
0: Nicole Kidman. First movie. Okay, the first... Wow, this is crazy. But here's the... I'll explain why this is the first movie that popped into my head. Uh, or never mind, because that's uh, the wrong person. Yeah, um, not Nicole Kidman. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, I was thinking... Um, Cat, uh, what's her name? Uh, I could, I thought of immediately Serial uh, Mom, and she's not in Serial Mom. John Waters Serial oh, Mom. Oh, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, I'm not... okay. So scratch Kathleen that. Okay. Turner. Yes. Okay, well, the second thing that I think of when I think of Nicole Kidman is Eyes Wide Shut.
1: Yeah, that's my pick.
0: Okay. Probably her best role, actually. I think that uh, her along with Tom Cruise, I it's such a great movie.
1: It's such a great movie, but I'm, I'm going to flip through her filmography real quick to see what else. I'm, I'm right off the top of my head, far and away... I really liked, again, that movie I keep coming back to that I can't remember. So I watched it again, and I go, yeah, not bad-ish. And then in a week, I can't remember what it's about. But no, I, I've never seen it. I really like the role that she played in that movie. And let's see here.
0: Nicole was she in Kim. a movie called Australia from... Baz Luhrmann? Yeah.
1: I that was her, right? I believe so. I haven't seen that.
0: Days of Thunder.
1: Okay. That was another her and Tom Cruise. That's a good movie. Far and Away, Malice. Another movie I can't remember. Batman Forever, The
0: Peacemaker. Good movie. George Clooney. Yep. The others. Ooh. Oh man, oh that was a great movie. And uh, she recently did the one uh, um, with she was like the creepy mom, and she had the creepy daughter. Everybody was creepy in the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That uh, uh, from the guy that did Old Boy.
0: Yes, yes. I really liked that movie. Uh, oh, so she was... Yeah, she was in Panic Room.
1: Steven, Steven's girlfriend on the phone, voice, uncredited. Wow. Oh, that's interesting. Wow. That's something. Cold Mountain. is horrible. Uh, the Invasion, your favorite movie. <laughs> that movie was awful. <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, okay. What? Uh, you got to pick somebody from eyes wide shut. Um,
0: uh, Lile Sobriesci. Yes.
1: Oh shit.
0: I'm trying to throw you. That's. I'm oh, trying that's to throw good. you up.
1: Lile Sobrieski. I believe that's how you say her name. Sorry if it's wrong. Let me look this up.
0: I would say that her her scene in the movie is awkward and weird, but that's every single person in that movie's scene is awkward and weird.
1: Well, the interesting thing about that scene, actually, I, I it was funny, I watched um uh what's it called? The Sophia Coppola's um Lost in Translation. Yeah. And have you seen that one? Yes, I have. And at the end, the way that movie ends? Mm-hmm. And then I went and watched Eyes Wide Shut again, completely unrelated. It just happened to be that way. And Lily Sobrieski does the end scene of that in Eyes Wide Shut with Tom Cruise. She runs up to him at the end and whispers something in the ear that you can't hear and off they go. And I was like, amazing. Uh, Wow. Sofia Coppola made a whole movie based off that one scene of a Stanley Kubrick movie. Like she I'm sure it's been done before, but Yeah. She made it the I don't know, it was done before. I saw that eyes wide shut and I was like, that was crazy and wow, I wonder what happened, and that movie is so full of wonder and craziness and Yeah. Lost in That's translation, cool. not so much. I'm trying to I don't, how do you spell her name? Uh
0: oh, that, S-O- I got, it. I got it. I got it, I got it. Okay. Do, 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 do.
1: Oh jeez I do know her um, I have a film in mind I can't remember what it is though it's a scene might have been that yeah uh deep impact mm-hmm I'm gonna go with that that she got married to
0: Elijah Wood Elijah Wood that was a good movie man I remember when that came out and that by the way that movie still holds up that was made in 1990 like seven or eight, eight and that movie still holds up quite well
1: it does the only problem I have with it is the very very end where they're riding away from the tidal wave on a dirt bike it's like gimme yeah bike. that's weird but okay
0: compared to uh, Armageddon at least for me I because they both came out the same year uh, or very close uh, together yeah they were the same year. <laughs> Yeah! wow that, that was a really good movie I saw that in the theater and I remember like wow that was that was impressive uh, what's your pick for her uh, for her uh, Deep Impact would probably be number one but you know what I'm gonna go um, with I'm, and I'm trying to think of the title it's her on um, on a train with um, uh, Danny Glover and Sh- Night Train
1: Night Train, which
0: I have that I have the uh, Blu-ray of it, and it's a good movie. It's uh, Danny Glover's in it, Steve Zahn's in it, um, and it's it's this weird dude. You should see this movie sometime. Like it's it's low budget. What's it about? It's about this um uh this there's this train ride, and there's um, a guy passes out or passes away on the train. And um he's got this box that's containing this secret something or other. And uh basically uh Steve's on and Lily's Sabaisky I'm butchering <laughs> her name. Let's call her Lily. Lily. Little Lily, old little old Lily. <laughs> that's the one. Um and then they start to hatch a plan to um to get off this train because this thing might be worth some money uh, and you're never sure what's in this box, and they kind of at some point, the the train conductor Danny Glover becomes involved, and it's just this very Twilight Zoney type movie. That it's you can see the low budget, but it's it. I've watched it a couple times, and I'm like, that's a good movie. I really enjoy this movie. So anyway, cool. Okay, you should check it out. I, I think will. that you would uh, probably dig that thing.
1: Cue up your IMDb. Are you ready? Because I'm gonna give you a name, and you might have to look it up. Okay and I want you to spit out the first movie very quickly because you're probably going to get a few.
0: Okay. Kurtwood Smith. Kurtwood Smith? Wow. I'll be
1: shocked if it's not the same thing, same pick as mine.
0: Oh, oh, okay. I I didn't even click on his name. I just typed it in, and a little picture came up of him. Um, My, that's easy, Robocop. Yep.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I forgot he was in Deep
0: Impact. I don't even remember what. I, I think he was a dad or something, but yeah. Yeah. I would have no idea. I just as soon as I saw his picture, I'm like, oh that's a Robocop guy. And not and not Robocop guy in that like he's he's not Peter Weller. It's, he's He's the he's but he was such a
1: badass villain in that movie. Like he was evil. so great in that movie. And that seventies show. He's
0: fantastic yes. in that. <laughs> yep. Was he in um he wasn't in total recall, right? Oh wow. I don't think he was, but I just it feels like he... 149 credits, wow. No, he wasn't. He wasn't. Okay. Anyway. He was in Rambo 3, though. (laughs) And Broken Arrow. And Broken Arrow, yep.
1: Uh, Okay, well, you gotta pick somebody from... And Fortress. That's the other thing we know him from. Fortress. He was the... With Christopher Lambert? Yeah, Christopher Lambert. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. He was the prison uh,
0: warden. Oh, yeah. That was a good movie.
1: Star Trek Six: The Undiscovered
0: Country. What?
1: Yeah, he was um, Federation president.
0: Oh, gotcha. Okay. Oh, yeah, okay. He was he the guy that has the long white hair? Yeah, I don't know. I haven't the, watched like that the movie. Fu Man, in the Fu Manchu uh, uh, <laughs> mustache—that's him. That—that that is him. Okay, so I'm going off of what movie? RoboCop. RoboCop. Um, okay, I can't do uh, Peter Weller. I'm going to go with Nancy. Damn, what's her last name? Um,
1: uh, I don't know. You're supposed to be looking at RoboCop. Nancy
0: Allen. Which is the cop that... Yeah, that, uh, I know what you're talking about. Hold okay. on a sec.
1: Well, I obviously can't pick RoboCop. That would probably be the first one. Um, RoboCop 2? <laughs> there you
0: go. <laughs> if, if, nah. hey, it works.
1: Yeah, boy, I don't know. I mean, I could pick another movie. Out of her whole list, I've only seen about three of them. That's RoboCop, RoboCop 2, and The Philadelphia Experiment. I guess I'll have to go with The Philadelphia Experiment, as I really okay. enjoy that movie. Uh make sure I'm look, thinking of it. Yeah, it, it's a time travel movie, and I look forward to discussing time travel with you later in this episode. Okay. Because of a movie you watched. <laughs> Okay. Oh, okay. (laughs) I was listening to your latest episode of Cinema, Soft Underbelly. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Oh. I hope that gets brought up. Because I told you, I told you whenever you teased that one, I was like,
0: yeah. (laughs) Let's see. I forget. Mark Hamill. Oh, that one. Oh, good God. Okay. Okay. Uh, For me, uh, I'm not sure if you've ever seen it, but Poltergeist 3. She was in that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched. Oh wait, Poltergeist three. I was thinking Exorcist three. Yeah, Poltergeist um, three. Poltergeist
1: three. No, I've only seen the original.
0: Every single person in that movie feels embarrassed to be a part of it, uh, rightly so. But uh, she was in the movie, and whenever I watch RoboCop, or I'm sorry, whenever I watch Poltergeist three, I'm like, oh, and she because she looks almost exactly like she did in RoboCop because it was like a year later. Like, oh what are you doing being in Poltergeist three? This is not good. But anyway, there you go.
1: Well, I kinda hamstrung myself with picking this because it was a low budget affair, I think, but the only other person of much note in it is Michael Pear. Oh, okay. Um And we're gonna have the same thing for that one, I think. But I think we've I think he's come up on this wheel before.
0: Uh he has, really?
1: I think so. We definitely talked
0: about him. You know what I'm talking about. Uh yeah, I have to see his picture. P A
1: P A R E.
0: Okay. dude. God. Not not anything with Yui Yui Bowl, right? Oh, I don't know. No, oh, he's in a lot of Yui Bowl movies. A lot. Oh come on guy. Um Alright, screw it. This is getting boring. Um Bad Moon. He was the main guy in oh, Bad Moon. Damn it, yeah, we did. Okay, you're right. Yep, Bad Moon.
1: Well, no, you got to pick something else, because we already did that. Okay, um, my pick a different
0: movie. Uh, my other one, when I'm looking through his list, and I have to look through his list, uh, would be... Hold on here, because uh, I went past it, and I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, he was in that movie. Uh, you're going to have to cut, well, cut all this no, no, nonsense out. More than
1: likely. That's the problem when we play this game. There's a lot of dead air of us using... IMDB. Uh, Using the internet, but you know, even those UE Bowl movies, if there's one that you've seen, maybe click it because they have a lot of other people in it. Yeah, that's... Fuck. And he was in the Philadelphia Experiment remake, too.
0: The remake?
1: Yeah, I guess there was a remake in 2012. I didn't see it, but I need to... Did you ever see the original Philadelphia Experiment? You know what?
0: I did way back in the VHS days, and I remember nothing of it other than it's a time travel movie, right?
1: Yeah, like a aircraft carrier from World War II vanishes and then reappears. And there were, like, people melted into the... It was real disturbing. And most of it was filler and boring, but uh, a few bits of it were enough to keep me in. That, like, oh, that's really weird. People were, like, fused with the hull and stuff. Ugh.
0: Nice. Um, I guess Bone Tomahawk. He was in Bone Tomahawk.
1: who did he play in that? Like, one of the... Like, a nobody? Yes. Okay.
0: Mr. Wallington, was he the bartender? I believe he may have been the bartender in that movie. All right. Well, it's up to you. <laughs> Good luck. Um. Okay. So I'm picking what movie? <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, you just said Bone Tomahawk. Yep. Go to Bone Tomahawk cast list and find some. Oh, okay. More.
0: Okay. Well, with Bone Tomahawk, you know what? We're going to do Kurt Russell right now. Let's just, let's get Kurt Russell taken care of. Um, let's get back to some like, all oh, right.
1: <laughs> I oh, man, I desperately want to say a couple of other things, but the first thing that popped in my head was Escape from New York. Oh, nice. Okay. I'm surprised. I am too, but that eye patch and the, uh, that might have been the first time I I saw him being like super badass and got sun's out, guns out, except <laughs> it was all nighttime for 50 hours while he was going into New York. Yep. Uh, And I guess Moon's out, Gun's out. Yes. I guess. Perfect.
0: (laughs) You you can do that when you have an eye patch. (laughs) And he can. (laughs) For me, uh, with Kurt Russell, it's immediately The Thing, directly followed by uh, Tarantino's Death Proof. I think those are probably his two best roles, and third would be probably Bone Tom I. The guy is such a great actor. He's so good.
1: He's so fun. Uh, Okay, so I got to Something from Escape from New York, huh?
0: Please say Donald Pleasance. Please say Donald Pleasance. Please say.
1: No, I'm not <laughs> going to do that. Mm, 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 mm. Ernest Borgnine. Oh, uh, the black hole. Moving on. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, hmm. Well, you better look up the black hole while I figure out what I want for Ernest okay. Borgnine. The first thing that in, pops in my head with him, though, is SpongeBob. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can't help it. SpongeBob SquarePants. Who is he? He's the superhero guy.
0: Oh. <laughs> wow! I can't help it. Yeah, I
1: love. I, right. I love. I, lo- I was so happy not only to discover that he was still alive, but he that he has a voice acting role on that show. Yeah. That it just always sticks. At, well, that and Escape from New York, obviously. Yeah. Um, second up would be uh the uh the Poseidon Adventure. Oh, good movie. There you go. That guy's been in so many good movies. Yes, he has. While you're looking up your next pick, I will look at his filmography. How about
0: that? Yeah. So uh, we're going off Black Hole? You are, yes. Okay. Uh, Anthony Perkins. Well, don't wait or nothing. Oh. <laughs> or
1: actually... Yeah, try and find somebody... Red. Remember his role in Red? He was like the guard of the super secrets or whatever.
0: Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah. Dead air.
1: <laughs> yeah, dead air. Why we use IMDb? we got to get this wrapped okay. up.
0: Okay. Um, are you ready?
1: Yeah. Uh, what do you mean am I ready? You said Anthony... Uh, you, want, you want somebody other than Anthony Perkins? I mean, Anthony
0: Perkins is the... He's the one that comes to my mind. Because okay. I was going to say Robert Forrester, but I think we've done him already.
1: I'm not sure if we have or not, but Anthony Perkins isn't going to leave me a lot of outs. I know.
0: Psycho. Yeah. And psycho for me. I mean, I, I so su- I suppose I could say uh, he was in this slasher movie called The Destroyer back in the mid '80s uh, with Lyle Alzado as the killer. Mm-hmm. True story. But yeah, eh.
1: So now we have devolved into older movies. And the only thing I can say is Janet Lay. Yeah. I don't. I don't have anywhere to go with this. Have you seen? Have you seen anything else with Janet Lay? Yeah, that's a. Uh,
0: Jamie Lee Curtis's mom. <laughs> <That doesn't... laughs> okay. Um, right. Yes. Or I
1: don't know. I have no idea. But does that help us pick the next? Oh movie yes, movie? very game... much so. Oh. It does. Yes, the fog. The. Wait.
0: John Carpenter's the fog.
1: Yeah. I am so missing the connection. How? What?
0: Her was so Janet Leigh was in the fog. Yes, she was. She was the old. Uh, she's kind of the old biddy that complains about it. she's trying to put on the big uh the big oh, okay goings-ons there and yeah oh that's her i'm on imdb and there's Janet. yep that's her so All there right. you go we're back to the yeah. fog <laughs> awesome <laughs> that works for me okay i didn't know that
1: it's i'm that's not i don't know i wasn't trying to no, be no. a dick or something i was just i was like trying to think of something else we've seen it once we start going to classic cinema you and i start it well, I gets know. a lot yeah. slimmer i, I agree so, but uh she was in that that's cool Okay, so next,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're going off of the fog. Mm-hmm. Uh, we got five minutes to wrap this game up. Okay, um, let's. Got to go try and get it back. Let's let's go with the great Mister Tom Atkins. Oh boy, that'll that should open it up a little bit.
1: All right. Well, obviously, shit. <sighs> the first thing that popped in my head was Halloween three.
0: Yep, right? Yep.
1: That was him. Yeah. See, that's the problem. Now, who else was in Halloween 3?
0: Uh, Tom Atkins.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly.
0: <laughs> um, There was the... Uh...
1: Well, let's just wait. Let me see here. I get to pick. Oh, there's post. a great one in there.
0: There's a great one in there. Yeah, well, let's hope it gets us back to... <laughs> uh... It will. Well, no, it won't. But it's... it's, it's... Good. Jamie Lee Curtis, I guess. In Halloween three, curfew announcer, telephone operator voice, uncredited. Oh damn! I didn't. I didn't know that. Huh. Oh boy. Well, I was. I'll, I'll accept that. I was actually waiting for you to say Dano uh, Hurley, which he is the uh, uh, Cochran. He's the ba- yeah, main guy. Yeah, he's bag the old guy. guy. I don't. Yeah, he, he was. That? He was the uh, the. CEO guy in Robocop, which I'm like, ah that yeah. kind of circles around there. I accept I accept that. Because <laughs> we've kind of come back to Robocop now. Yeah. That's close enough.
1: <laughs> Hold on, let me see if there's anything else that I recognize.
0: I'm he was in the last Starfighter too. Wow.
1: Yeah, he's been in some shit.
0: Dan, or oh, that's as
1: close as we're gonna get tonight. So yeah. that's what we'll wrap it up with. Dan Oearly Sure. Okay. Why not? Yep. RoboCop round but we got we got to the top 3 round. Yeah, not bad. That was within the top 3. That was Yeah. <laughs> eh. <laughs> <laughs> that round was kind of a fail, but that's alright. We're not going to win every time. It's amazing every time that we do make it back around to the beginning. Yeah. And I kicked us off with something really obscure with rapid fire, so Yeah. I ah, I need to see if that's out there in, in any
0: other format than VHS.
1: Man, I really hope I kept that VHS. I think it's down in the vault. I have to
0: go look. But... Yeah, boy, I don't think so. I I that. I mean, maybe DVD. I would imagine it's on DVD, but Blu-ray, mm-hmm. I doubt. I
1: sincerely doubt. Yeah. But who knows? Maybe a Brandon Lee con- collection or something but that... At any rate, I liked it way better than Showdown in Little Tokyo. I thought that was a piece of crap, but Rapid Fire I genuinely enjoyed.
0: Damn, I need to watch that sometime.
1: Rapid Fire. Well, who knows? I'm Honestly, I'm going to pull it back out. In honor of Powers Booth passing, I want to watch it again. Mm-hmm. And we'll see. I'll reevaluate. Coming soon. Yeah.
0: And it is on DVD. It's uh, $5 on Amazon. So there you nice. go. Cool. I'm gonna watch my VHS
1: if I still have it. Damn it. Okay, let's move on to recently watched. Okay. <laughs> I have two rounds. Okay. But you get to go first, and hey, feel free to take up the bulk because I don't have much. Okay.
0: Uh, I'm gonna start with a movie that I've been wanting to watch for a while, and I didn't want to buy the DVD or whatever, and and it just so happens that Mill Creek is this budget label for Blu-ray. And lately they've been announcing like these three packs. And by three packs, it's like three movies on one Blu-ray. And the latest one to come out is a movie with Blind Fury starring Rucker Hauer, uh, Silent Rage starring Chuck Norris, and um, oh, shit. What's the third one? White. um, It's a 70s uh, semi-driving movie. They reference it in Death Proof, actually. Uh, white something, white line, white
1: lines or something
0: maybe. I Uh, let me see. I took a picture of the of the uh, cover of it and sent it to you in a drunken stupor the other night. (laughs) You did? I don't remember. Yes, I did. White line fever. There it is. I received that picture in a drunken stupor and
1: don't recall that at all.
0: (laughs) John Michael Vincent was in that or something. Him, that guy. Oh. Um. So anyway, I watched two of the three movies thus far. Uh, starting with Silent Rage, which is Walker Texas Ranger versus the Terminator slash Michael Myers. Literally, that is the best way to describe Silent Rage. Uh, is it good? No, but it's uh, well, Chuck Norris. We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about it because why not? From 2000 or from 1982, dear lord. Um, Ron Silver is in this, by the way, and it's like whenever ron silver is on screen i'm like okay it elevates the movie it literally elevates the movie cuz i'm like oh, uh, he's by big because he's the best actor in the movie yeah <laughs> 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 it's uh an over long hour and 45ish minutes but it's it is it is like
1: uh jean claude van damme time travel movie right
0: um, uh, probably a time cop, yeah. Was he in that? Wasn't he the bad guy in that? Oh, probably. I've got another Ron Silver movie I'm
1: gonna <laughs> talk about later. Go for tonight. it, it's Ron Silver uh, <laughs> Night on the movie. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, I'll look up Ron Silver.
0: Oh, and I, did, I didn't even uh plan on that, but it just I'm like, oh, there is again, good for you. So, Silent Rage. It's it is a Chuck Norris slasher movie. Uh, this guy in the beginning of the movie he goes nuts and hacks his wife to bits with an axe, and um, he gets shot dead. And then Ron Silver and a couple other scientisty, doctory guys inject him with some serum, uh, making him pretty much the Terminator. But he's dressed kind of like Michael Myers, minus the mask. So he's got this he's farmer's bibs on or whatever, uh, whatever. Um, and he's this unstoppable killer versus Walker, Texas Ranger. You're
1: totally selling me on this movie. Yeah. This and it's, it's
0: a, yeah. And the, for, for the record, it is a really good movie. It's just too long. It should have been an hour and 30 minutes at the most. And it would have been gold, but it, there's, uh, there's a certain parts. I'm like, ah, you're, it, this is being talking and you shouldn't be talking. Cause there's some great stuff in here. Cause it's that early eighties slashery feel, and then it's Walker, Texas Ranger, is... <laughs> he was the bad guy in Time Cop, by the way. Confirmed. Oh, he was? Okay. Well, that will... I'll talk about a Ron Silver bad guy here <laughs> soon. Um, but it, and then it's like, it's going from this slasher movie to, oh, by the way, I'm Chuck Norris. I have to go into this bar where these bikers are being drunk and obnoxious and I'm gonna kick the shit out of everyone in here for about 10 minutes. And I'm like, yeah. It was great. <laughs> uh, but eh, he's, he, and the, the Ron Silver's sister, he's betting her down, of course, and he's shirtless way too much in this movie. <laughs> but was he greased? He wasn't, but he was hairy. Uh, anyway, Silent Rage, folks. It was... It was by the way, this Blu-ray was six dollars, so it's literally two dollars a movie, and I'm like, that was worth two bucks. Next up is Blind Fury, starring the great Rucker Howard. Wait a minute!
1: Wait a minute! Is it? He's blind in this movie and has like a little staff that has a secret sword in it.
0: Oh, that's the one! I've seen this movie. This that's... I remember liking this movie quite a bit. That is the movie. Um, Terry O'Quinn is in this. Uh, Terry O'Quinn is... Actually, he's still doing some stuff. He was uh, he was in Lost. He was John Locke in Lost. And he was in X-Files. And he was the bad guy in Stepfather, the original 80s Stepfather. That's kind of what I mainly know him as. But uh, I've never seen this movie before. Uh, it's good. And I think that I would probably love this movie had I watched it back in the 80s when it came out. Um, but it's it's trying to be funny because he's blind, so he's yeah kind of bumbling I around. I haven't seen it sometimes. since
1: the VHS days, but I do kind of remember it being a little awkward toned. But I do recall thinking that it was kind of badass.
0: Oh yeah, he is. He's like when he finally gets to actually whipping some ass, he does he does it well. But he's trying to bring this little boy. He's bring, trying to bring this little boy back to his father, which is Terry O'Quinn, which. They were in Vietnam together and whatever. One thing leads to another as far as him being blind. And some some Vietnamese guy trains him in the ways of, yeah, the samurai. <laughs> but yep. the kid and him are that goofy, not funny humor. Um, Show Kasuji, is that how you pronounce his name? Kasagi, maybe? Okay, he's in it, and he's of course great because he's great in everything he's in. Master Um, of the Ninjas. Yeah, he's in the ninja movies. Um, This felt like it should like they didn't fully embrace the R rating, uh, and I I really wish they would have. Well, the whole way through the movie, it's like they're swearing and they're this and that, and I'm like, and then they get to the actual fighting, and I'm like, you feel like you're holding back on all of the action stuff. It feels. Well, that was weird. the 90s.
1: It was all uh, lots of F bombs and
0: some boobies and maybe a little blood. Yeah, but. Oh, yeah. I mean, little little blood. This almost should have been like PG 13 because, like, come on, guys. You should have gone for it. This would have been awesome. Uh, but as it is, it was Rutger Harris cool, you know, and he's cool in this. And anyway, yeah. I'm blind, blind fury, folks. Whatever. Back to you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I, need a, I need a break from talking.
1: <laughs> I enjoy listening. It's great. <laughs> okay. Beyond the Gates. Roulette from last week. Oh, you watched that then? I did watch it. I could not resist. This was the movie about... I got the synopsis here. This was on the roulette, I think, last week. Two uh, Two estranged brothers reunite at their missing father's video store, and find a VCR board game dubbed Beyond the Gates that holds a connection to their father's disappearance. So you didn't uh, go for this one, then? Should I have? I I think so. Oh. I'm not saying... I know you didn't on the roulette, obviously, but I thought that maybe you would have done it in your spare time, because Netflix is so bereft of new uh, horror movies, but... I, when all is said and done, I quite enjoyed this movie. And I think that you will too, but I want to give you a little bit of warning before you go in. First of all, first half hour is, don't be expecting full-on horror out the gate. (laughs) Ha ha. Beyond the gate. No,
0: there you go. Yeah.
1: (laughs) But first half hour is we're kind of setting up the story and the characters and it works good. And I enjoyed it. I, I was not bored but i was like all right i'm ready for something r rated to happen here and it, throughout this movie there are smatterings a few instances of death and violence and they are bloody gory and violent and it's great but there's only a handful of them and there's a very specific reason behind that that i'm not going to get into because i don't want to be spoilery okay so whenever i started to be like come on after the after the first act I, If something else would happen, I'd be like, yeah, that was sweet. I enjoyed that. And then moving on to the next thing, it very much wants to be an 80s movie. And I hope you're not annoyed by some of the tricks or things that it does to try and be that thing. Like sometimes you get really annoyed with fake synth. That's not the normal set. Well, there's some of that in here. It's not hipstery, though. Okay. And in, in its production, and part of me was like, even though it's there's not much going on, I'm still enjoying it because they're at their dad's VHS video store, and so they're constantly surrounded by all these VHS tapes that they got to clean up, and we got to move them out because dad's been missing for five years. And oh, hey, remember this movie? And then they hold a VHS tape of slasher Gorf. I don't even know what the hell the movie was, but it was just like, ah, it's just nice seeing that aesthetic again you know where they're in that environment I enjoy that I don't know it may be overly apologetic of the movie but I enjoyed it I'm sorry I did and the movie itself is okay I I wouldn't it's not scary there's a jump scare here or there but it's just it's hard to describe and you could go either way you might come back Mm. and be like I hate this movie I kind of don't think you would though But I I don't think you're going to come back and be like, I love it. But I think you'll be like, I enjoyed watching that. And, you know, for Netflix and horror, eh, you might want to dive on that. It definitely thrives on that 80s kind of feel.
0: Is it more House of the Devil or more wannabe? It's hard to describe. It's not House of the Devil.
1: It's not not an 80s film. It just steals some of the flavor of those kinds of things but it makes sense for it to do that in the context of the story because it's based in an 80s or in a uh vhs rental store
0: okay interesting okay
1: all right i and, I'll check and it out. what's her name um crampton barbara crampton is in it oh nice and she is uh, you know the uh, did you ever play any of the vhs board games Where you put Um, a tape in the VHS player, and you have a board game, and then you play it until it says you gotta pause it, and then your character moves, and then it says the next thing? I think,
0: yes, I think I did one time. But you're familiar, you know what those are. Yes, yes, yes.
1: She is the character on the VHS tape, and she's fucking creepy as hell. I mean, that's her only role, is she is that, Nice. she's the beautiful blonde on the VHS tape that gives them orders. Basically, this is a horror version of Jumanji.
0: Ooh, that's a good sell right there.
1: Take it with a grain because it's a little yeah. slow along the way, and it's very low budget, but it works because it knows what it is and what it wants to be. Okay, I enjoyed this movie. I give Beyond the Gates a thumbs up. I think you should give it a watch. Just be patient with it, and and you know, no, I, I'm not selling it as a eight or a nine. I'm saying I, I would give this one a seven. Okay. Wow. Somewhere, somewhere in that ballpark, but I okay. totally enjoyed watching it. Back to you.
0: Okay. Um, so moving on with Ron Silver. <laughs> <laughs> we're um, never getting
1: off the wheel of cinema tonight.
0: We're let's... not. No. Uh, the Arrival. I watched The Arrival again, which I know uh, that you've seen.
1: The,
0: David Toy. Yeah,
1: okay. The the. Um,
0: Charlie Sheen.
1: Charlie Sheen, there you go.
0: Yes, yep, Charlie Sheen. And this is one that I have I've had pulled out of my stack of Blu-rays for a while. And finally I'm like, you know what? I'm I I need to watch this one again. I'm like I haven't seen the movie in so long. I was afraid that it was gonna be, oh this is dated and uh but you know what? I still like this movie. I still think that the acting is is fun and good for what it is. And even at two hours, the movie is almost two hours long. I'm never bored watching the movie. Um, alien invaders are heating up the Earth's atmosphere to suit their needs. And Charlie Sheen is the only one that knows about it. And Ron Silver is the bad guy.
1: I will never forget when... Oh, spoiler, I guess, for this movie if you haven't seen it. But uh, not that big a spoiler. When his... Oh, how do I describe it? His knees go goat? Yes. Yeah. There click, you go. Click back. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, Bruh! wow, that happened. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah.
0: It looks fake, but it's still kind of icky and like, whoa, okay. That's it is. weird.
1: And in retrospect, at any point in time when Charlie Sheen is your only hope for the future, you're doomed.
0: You're doomed, doomed with a really nicely cut goatee. I mean, it's, it's really well-groomed. <laughs> it, uh, it,
1: it borders on um, Paul Rudd clueless. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't want to be the last one to have one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Perfect. Did you like this movie?
1: You know, the first time I watched it, I was kind of mad on it. And then I, you might've even convinced me to watch, give it a second chance and, on rewatch, I was like, yeah, you know what? That is a good movie. It has some dodgy CGI. It does. But the, the story is pretty cool. And I, it, I think it was overshadowed that year by another science fiction film that I loved. I want to say Contact.
0: Oh, wow. That that could well be. Nin, 1996, that could well be. I think Contact was 96 or 97. I think it was 97. I, um, I could be wrong.
1: But I, I think <laughs> it was just overshadowed by something else that I loved that year. And then I was like, Charlie Sheen.
0: <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a cool movie. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's, uh, watching it again, and it, it is dated with the CGI, but the storyline is really, really cool. And I love the, uh, the aliens have this ball, this, this cleanup ball. Yeah. That when they want to get rid of all evidence of human activity, they have this ball that starts spinning around, and it basically sucks everything in the room into it. And it's just this weird, I, this weird thing in the movie that works. I'm like, yeah,
1: that's what aliens would do. It is. It's the opposite of what happens on this planet when a ball is responsible for cleaning up evidence rather than leaving it behind.
0: Yes. So, well done, David Toey. And and try, if you watch this movie, uh, dear listeners, try not to laugh when you get to uh, Charlie Sheen's last scene in the movie where he's... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna really spoil it, but where he shows up, he shows up at this place and just try not to laugh at his sunglasses. I'm like, <laughs> no one ever wore sunglasses like that in the history of anything. But I'm like, yeah, you're kind of selling it. I'm like, I kind of want a pair. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you're
1: like, no and nope never happened. I'm in. <laughs>
0: because <laughs> it's charlie sheen yep well well coiffed a uh, little goatee <laughs> okay uh back to you all right back to me
1: i got one and a tenth more reviews and then i'll be okay done. blood on the mountain is a documentary from 2016 uh focuses on the environmental and economic injustice and corporate control in West Virginia and its rippling effect on all American workers. And the IMDB synopsis wanders off. The reason that I watched this one is I watched I can't remember what the name of it is now, but I watched a documentary on coal workers in West Virginia, not a documentary, a um TV show. They were, they were doing episode. It was just one of those hard working man, TV show things that I have to watch, you know? Yeah. And I I was shocked and appalled at the conditions these people work in. It was gripping. Amazing. I really enjoyed it. So when a documentary pops up about a similar thing, I'm yeah. Okay. I'm in. I even contemplated throwing on the roulette, but then I was like, yeah, you're, I don't know if you'll be as interested in that as I am. And I'm going to watch it regardless. Okay. Excellent documentary. You definitely should watch it. It is not what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be about how the conditions that they work in are very specific to the job they do from a day-to-day basis, and it wasn't that. It was more based on workers' unions and safety standards and the effect that these companies have on the environment, and it was not really like we often say this is your sad pick documentary of the week it wasn't really like that but it was i don't want to say eye-opening because i was aware of these things it might be eye-opening for people that haven't looked into any of this stuff okay Hmm. you definitely need to watch this i think you would fully enjoy this thing it's a it's not depressing it's not sad it's it's Uh, How do I describe this shit without just like telling you the entire movie of what happened? Uh, It's very important to see the relationship between giant corporations and government officials. And too often, that message is lost. And it is more than time for that relationship to be exposed. Okay. Too often, people are like, the politicians come out and they're for the people. I'm for the people. I'm running... eh, eh." No, you're all controlled by corporations. you fucking pricks yeah um so even to the extent of ruining i just fucking everybody watch this movie okay (laughs) it's not the greatest documentary i I have ever seen in the world but it is very enlightening it and i think it's something that's important for uh, everybody to see at this stage in time it's so hard to explain but it's just very important between to see the relationship between the workers' union, uh, the politicians, and the corporation. And they do such a good job of explaining why this shit is fucked up. Yeah. and, And how they control the history of this stuff and try to erase the history of the true events that happen and replace them with other stories that they fabricate as being natural disasters when they were not.
0: Alternative facts? Uh, no. yeah <laughs> alternative
1: <laughs> alternative history okay because when everybody is already dead who remembers the actual incident we can make up any story we want Mm-hmm. blood on the mountain important shit check it out
0: that does sound actually really good
1: it's really good you will like it. it's and it's not again it's not super depressing sad sacky documentary that we talk about yeah. lastly another roulette that was thrown your way drifter lasted 10 minutes no sir. oh boy wow dodged a bullet there sir oh so tell me about the 10 minutes that you did watch no you <laughs> you might enjoy it but i i didn't so nope it was slickly shot uh, i it was shiny none. and bad acting and nothing is nothing big pile of nothing drifter <laughs> No score. Ah, ah, Big old zero at the slash through it, which means nothing. I In,
0: in ten minutes, did, did you get any remote idea of the story?
1: Um, In ten minutes, the only th- impression I got out of it was that I don't want to be watching it. Okay, so, perfect. You... I, give it a shot. If you no, l- I'm it, good. No, but... No, I mean like press play. If you don't last more than 10 minutes, then you're good. If okay, that, that's not wasted time, maybe you'll be like, Oh, I'm kind of into it or something. I, <laughs> what do I know?
0: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, I'm you, done. Did, Back to you. Did you, did you want to talk about, about uh, slipstream at all? Slipstream. Was that the Mark
1: Hamill time? Yes. Thing? yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I wanted you to expand on that a little bit because I told you, I haven't Ooh. seen it since VHS days, and I kind of remember being like, "Yeah, it was not. Ooh. It was time y and Mark Hamill, and I wanted to like it, but I didn't."
0: Good God! Oh my <laughs> Lord! That oh! You just kind of
1: breezed over it in your episode, so I wanted you. To it went on
0: it. and on. Well, let's talk about Slipstream. Here <laughs> we go. Um, slipstream from 1989, starring Mark Hamill and. Um, uh, Bill Paxton, two great actors. Uh, well, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> go um, on. <laughs> Bill Paxton rules. Uh, Mark Hamill's good. Uh,
1: Mark Hamill rules. Just maybe not in this movie. Yes, but it's it, not it, his fault. It, the movie is a piece
0: of shit. It's it's such a piece of shit, and the cover is so great. Have I'm you like, watched oh,
1: Millennium yet? Damn it.
0: Not. I no. I haven't okay. yet. Um, but uh, this was such a a slog to get through. Hour and forty five ish minutes. Uh, in the future, there's a slipstream that carries these hang glidery type jets or airplanes, whatever. Post apocalyptic natural disaster thing. Bill Paxton kidnaps a guy, or he steals a guy from these bounty hunters. One of which is Mark Hamill. The guy is a robot Jesus, I think, kind of. <laughs> I have, I don't know. I just remember Mark Hamill was wandering around and he was babbling about the future and yeah, the he's and got a huh? goatee beard again with the goatee yeah. thing. <laughs> Ron Silver shows up and he
1: <laughs> he's like, "Look, I shaved my chest and I put on some mist and grease."
0: <laughs> Oh wow, boy! You are not lying in the beginning of this show, as far as yeah. As oh shirtless... no, 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 no! Crack open the lube. It's happening. Yeah, it's it's happening. But I'm on IMDb here, and it says from the depths of Earth to the edge of existence, the hunt is on. That is so asinine and so, <laughs> it is so boring. Something that was written for the cover of the yes.
1: VHS that this went directly to.
0: Yes, because the movie is just like really boring landscapes. And boring action. See, everything about it is this is so dull. And I'm like, dude, just be like Luke Skywalker, please. And now That's yes what again. I told
1: you when we talked about this, and when you teased it and coming soon that I, I recall thinking, oh, there's Luke Skywalker, but no lightsabers. And so yeah.
0: no. And yeah, and Bill Paxton. I'm like, dude, just strap on this big machine gun and kill aliens for me. That's all I ask. <laughs> just do, don't do this. I don't even so, remember him being in that movie. Uh. Anyway, so Slipstream gets a one star for me, and another one star movie. Let's let's end it on a high note, shall we? Uh, Slate from WWE Productions. Uh, it's a street magician guy. What year? Uh, now two thousand twelve. <laughs> Go on. Oh, oh wow! It's yeah. Go it's, on. You, it's you got the, it, six it's minutes. The, it's the drinking anger coming out. Just <laughs> thinking about this movie. Uh, it, it recent movie, slate two thousand sixteen, whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, it's bad acting. Well, who's it's, the
1: WWE star in it?
0: No, it's you know, it's WWE WWE Productions. What? Yeah, but they don't have one of their wrestlers in it. You know, there's one guy that I'm like watching the movie. I'm like. Nah, he might have been a wrestler. He might be a wrestler. I don't follow wrestling anymore, but he looks like he could be, but I don't know. Oh, okay. I I just kind of, usually their
1: films are vehicles for one of their uh, guys to break out into acting.
0: Yeah, it's Street Magician who, (laughs) I keep saying Street Magician, damn it. No,
1: no, no, (laughs) it keeps making me laugh because I just picture one of these big hulking dudes and they're
0: like, pick a card. Pick a gre- pick a greasy card. <laughs> oh dude, wow. I mean this <laughs> suplex off the sidewalk and a, the, the guys like, across the back and <laughs> That was not the four of diamonds. <laughs> <laughs> oh just pile driving and eh, greasy. Okay, so he he's pile a superhero guy. kind of because Oh he's, boy go on greasy dude pile driving carry on yeah. uh, he gets in with these drug dealers and uh, he has to raise a certain amount of money or else something and it's not a good movie at all um, uh, and he has this weird thing on his arm that he's kind of festering and it makes him stronger in his arm so he becomes a superhero I'm I shit you not um, I'm, kind it's of, like, I'm kind of back in now. <laughs> well, he kind of, exp- he explains like th- this one magician, he keeps like taking a knife and stabbing himself in the hand and then his hand would build calluses around that cut until it finally was the whole way through. So the magic trick was you stick a knife through your hand and like you put like a little prosthetic across your palm and you put the knife through your hand and it's the magic trick. You get a knife through the hand because... Does that make sense? Kind of like yeah, an earring. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So he's doing that with his arm, I guess, is something with his arm to make so that he can pull off these magic tricks. And then in the end, he becomes this superhero type guy when he takes on this, the guys, that kid, the drug dealers that kidnapped his sister because he couldn't pay off the debt because he was selling drugs on the side and uh, he takes a, uh, <laughs> A baseball bat goes through a wall and he rips some guy's teeth out because there's fillings in it and it ends. And I know, no. Give me way more ladders and pile drivers and, uh, dudes throwing shit at each other in the ring and, and yeah, the end. <laughs> I'm Eugene Weaver. <laughs> I'm Eric Warner. We'll see you next time. That truly is the end. (laughs) Bye. See ya.
1: Thanks for listening.